welcome, welcome everybody. Thank you for coming to the last session for the Women of Color in STEM Virtual Summit, Winter 2021. We have been talking about the power of you and really what does that mean on so many different levels. And tonight I'm going to be talking about leveraging your power. And the reason I selected this particular topic was we often talk about the power and privilege of white people, specifically white men, but we still have our own power. And I wanna make sure we really focus on that. We really understand the power we have and if we're leveraging it. And, and so it really is important that you understand you do have power and how are you currently utilizing it? So some of the questions that, and comments that came up particularly last night and even with Lee, Lee's session was, well, how do I get into the boys club? Or these things are happening to me. How do I get them to stop? Or I don't want backlash. You have options. You have a voice. And there are decisions you can make. And that that is leads into your power. So I have a slide deck. Um, we're kind of going to use it. We're kind uh, We're going to use it. We are going to use it. But I completely tore apart what I was originally going to talk to you about because it has changed. So for some of you, you may be an early career. So you're at like less than five years of experience, maybe less than three years of experience. Many of you have 10 or more years of experience. And if you have a PhD and you have like five years of work experience, you're in the 10 or more years of experience. And what I want you to think about is really think about your level of expertise. I'm going to do it this way. All right, let's do it this way. Your level of expertise as it has grown, as you have gained more experience in the workplace, in your field, in various industries, right? It has grown and it may have grown higher, deeper. It may have grown wider, but it has definitely grown. And what I want to talk about is really how do you focus back on what you've achieved? Because again, the questions were, how do I brag or say my accomplishments, but now seem as though I'm bragging, I want to be humble. From the question, I can already tell you probably aren't owning all of the great things that you've already achieved. And so what I'm going to do is actually my timeline that I pulled together to show you what I've achieved in 25 years. And I want you to do a similar approach and I'll show you what I mean. And we're going to get started in this. And so you can see what I mean and what, what is really going to go on tonight and how you can use the same process to go through, ask questions and really, really get started, um, in owning and leveraging your power. So I'm Michelle Hayward. Uh, I'm the founder of Positive Hire. We're an early stage tech startup where we connect experienced Black, Latina, and Indigenous women who are scientists, engineers, and technology professionals to management roles in corporate America. My background is actually civil engineering. I built a power grid here in the U.S. Uh, before that, I did a short uh, a stint in technical sales. Hated it, but that's all I do now as a founder. And prior to that, I, I did a short stint in technology transfer with NASA's Northeastern Technology Transfer Center, which then was in Westboro, Massachusetts. And so part of that story is in my timeline, but many people don't know about those things because I don't talk about them. And how many of you are doing that? So put a one in the chat. If you don't tell people about all the things, half a third of the things you've accomplished, what percentage do you tell them you accomplished? You have a degree and you have a job. You have a degree and you have a job. Those are probably the only things you're really sharing with people, right? So that's the purpose of this session. Public support, we're also gonna look at the public support of BLM, Black Lives Matter, internal changes that you'll see in the org, really hone in on your power and then the steps you need to take to leverage your power. So uh, this is supposed to be titled something else, obviously, like I told you, I redid this. So we're gonna talk about your power, your employer accountability, your power again, and then your opportunity. So looking at public support of Black Lives Matter, how many of you put a two in the chat, I'm gonna use a different number, put a two in the chat if your company made a statement saying we support Black lives, 
we support black lives, black lives do matter. We support our black employees. How many of you put it to, if your employer sent out a message like this, how many of you don't, don't respond to this when, what day is this? When did y'all start? Y'all must've just started at this year. Y'all must've started like right now. Like when y'all hit send to this email, cause you hadn't seen that before. Right? So you have companies that are sending out these messages and sometimes they're yours and sometimes they weren't cause a lot of companies didn't. You also received messages from different brands in different industries that said, that said the same thing. And I want you to take note of what they said and how they said it. And what I mean is, did they acknowledge George Floyd was killed or was he murdered? Because that is a huge difference. Did they call out racism or systemic racism? Did they say black lives or did they say everybody matters to us? Because these are instances of where you are seeing whether or not the culture of belonging, at least in your communications group, because the communications group generally writes the messaging, it goes through legal and then then finally, you know, they massage it with some of the CEO or their C-suite people, right? And so what, what, what does that messaging really say? Because there are key words you have to look at to really understand the depth or the lack thereof coming from your management team when it comes to Black Lives really mattering in your organization, all right? Now, what was your response when your manager, your director, executive VP, C-suite people came to you and asked you how they could help you. And I want you to keep that in mind. If they made a public statement, did have they come to you? Number one, have they come to you? Number two, what was your response or did you not have a response? And if, and if you didn't have a response, why didn't you have a response? These are the, some of the things I want you to go through because they get to your psychological safety and your physical safety in your workplace. Because some of the things I'm going to talk about leveraging your power, you may not have it yet in your organization. And some, in all, all honesty, you may not be able to get that opportunity to leverage your power in our organization because it is not a safe place for you, period. It's, is literally where you're getting a paycheck. Okay. And so I, I do realize that, and I, I'm not going to undermine that, but yes, many were lip service. I, I just thought that thought of the black squares on Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. When it became popular. Mm, yes, I do hear you. I do hear you when it became popular for sure. I got on committees and in other organizations. Yes. Okay. What were your organization's goals? Did they announce them? We're going to donate to the NAACP. We're going to support X, Y, and Z nonprofit. We're going to go out and recruit from HBCUs and Hispanic supporting institutions. So HSIs. What, what, what were their goals? How many of them announce any goals about retaining the talent internal to their organization? How many of them talked about creating a place of belonging within your organization? Right? How many of them talk about we have work to do and I own the responsibility and will be accountable for these changes within the organization? Yeah, I'm getting crickets too. Y'all got crickets. Cool. Some of what you may have seen were ERGs for form and who's the sponsor for that ERG. And so what I really want you to do is like, see who are the players within your organization for those changes that are white men. They still haven't figured out the goals. When volunteers are running the show, things are slow. Okay. Support black founders, support goals on advancement. I got on committee. Okay. So what I want you to do is really look at what those goals are. And, and if they still haven't figured out the goals, like, Hey, 
it's been almost a year. You haven't figured out goals. Here's some for you. And guess what? You can give them goals and you can give them guidelines. When you inquire about where are the goals, what's the timeline, and who is running the show? Like who's the who's responsible and who's the committee? Some people are, oh, we still have a committee. And a committee has met once in 2020 and they have no plans of meeting right now in 2021. So you want to go back and revisit those and really follow up. And, and I'm really good at this. I remember when I was in corporate, this is not a Black Lives Matter e event. This was an internal call. Um, something came out where it says, hey, such and such who was over our division or business unit was doing a call to talk about our finances or, or something. They decided in the office, they didn't want to pay for a system or do multiple calls where all employees over several sessions would be able to join. Instead, what they did, they held one they, they sent out an email, another email, left out everybody that worked on construction sites off the email and decided they were only host, hold this call with people that worked in the office. So I noticed I never got an email with the link. I hit reply all. And hey, this was scheduled for such and such. I never received an email. Was it recorded? People replied directly back to me like, you didn't miss anything. The call was horrible. And the re response back from a, from a, an executive assistant was, oh, we didn't invite everybody. And I was like, I don't understand how you do a call for employees and then cut off your employees. So they had to host a second call. <laughs> Thanks to Michelle Hayward hitting reply all. So sometimes you just want to ask one question reply all and ask for an update. I'm serious. And that reply all, <laughs> they loved you. That reply all means, guess what? We're still waiting. There are going to be people that are going to respond to you directly. They're not going to do the reply all like you did. They're going to respond to you directly. And those people, I want you to, to start having conversations with them and researching them. Are they your allies? Are they your accomplices? And are they your sponsors in the organization? An ally will look out for you. An accomplice will commit the crime with you to, to make change. And that sponsor will remove barriers for you. So the power oftentimes, like, well, they never said what they were going to do. Did you inquire? There is power in utilizing your voice. And sometimes it's not even your voice. So in the organization, you're going to see some internal changes. Some of the changes you may have seen were the mission statement has changed. They have policies or revised policies, or like some of you said, they are, they created a group of volunteers who are not being compensated. So that means they're black and brown people, probably mostly women who are doing this work. Okay. They're changing practices. They're developing metrics. And info is to be shared sometime in the future. And you be like, you know what? This is the future. I'm so glad we're here. What I want you to also do, for those of you that are at larger corporations that have 10K reports, they, they have annual reports, pull out those reports, search them, and see if they mention any of these mission changes, policy changes, practices, or metrics so they were shared out to all the investors within that organization. Now they didn't, they didn't love me. <laughs> Trust me, they didn't love me because this is truly, truly important that you do this because now you're, you're tracking what they are and are not doing to match up with what they said back in June of 2020, right? Oh, we didn't have it in a budget. When you set the budget in October, this happened in June. June, July, August, September, October. You had three to four months. You had a sufficient amount of time to create a budget. Okay. Now, let's let's focus on your power. Your performance, your position, your passion. And what I mean by your performance, 
we are judged generally much more harshly. We have smaller rooms for error. And so our performance, we usually are higher performers, especially over on the STEM side. And so I really want you to focus on your performance in the past. Don't worry about where you are right now. Don't worry about 2021 because your power is built upon what you've done in the past. And some of you are like, well, I'm with a new employer. Guess what? They hired you based on your performance in the past. That is your power that you built upon. Your position is not necessarily your job title, right? Your position is truly about when people come to you as an authority, as a subject matter expert, as knowledgeable. I don't know, sometimes it's a person that's gonna hit reply all on an email. What's your position in an organization, in your industry sometimes, or your region that really helps you leverage your power? So what is that position you have? In your current or former employer, did people come to you when there were issues in a system process or a contract or even a, a production line, right? Did people come to you to start something in the middle of an issue or to put a nice bow on it at the end, right? So really look at how are you positioned in your organization when it comes to, or are they always giving you all of that extra work that doesn't help you get a promotion or a raise? We, you're, uh, we, are, we are sticks, we are stuck, our necks out and usually get, get, can't get, a, get away with it, exactly. And so it's really important to understand your position in an organization because if you, it helps you understand how far out you can stick your neck and be able to have a neck to retract back like you're a turtle. I'm just saying. So really understand what is your position. And the last part of your power is your passion. What are you passionate about? And it's, and that's not always related to your, um, to your, um, job right? You can love what you do, get me wrong, but you're passionate about seeing X, Y, and Z happen in health tech or biotech. You are passionate about the next development or evolution or 5G, or some of you might be like, forget 5G, that's already done. We're on 6G now. You're on 6G and you're looking at the next level of technology. What are you passionate about? Where, where do your passions lie? Because where you find your passion, oftentimes you find that extra oomph to push forward and to generate new ideas and create new relationships and really to pull together everything you really need to move forward. Hey, thanks for joining. So really think about what is your passion, right? And it may not be tied to your career, it may not be tied to a job, but it still is something you're very, very focused on and you feel it in, in your bones. So what I'm gonna do right now, I'm gonna take you down my career timeline, Michelle's career timeline. And we're gonna talk through some of, some ways of how I built my power right? And why I wasn't afraid to hit reply all on emails. And, and it's not going to be the same for you. And how did I get to that point? And so much, I was the subject matter expert for a department of 50 in a hard to replace spot. Once I realized the power, that power of my work life changed. And oftentimes we are doing the work and we don't understand the power we have. And I will say it was not just in those 50, that department of 50. I guarantee you, probably in that division, they knew that if they lost you, you were out sick, you were not available, how critical you were to the organization. And so if you look at that, I would say it went further than that 50 because it's hitting the bottom line. It's about generating revenue for them, for that organization probably or productivity, but it's definitely a driving force, a driving, a, a number that's driving that. So I went back 25 years. I know I only look 30 and I'm still 30 this year. Next year I'll be 35. I have the special math with an older nephew. He, 
he and I, we have to talk. He, he I need him to age slower. I'm, I'm just going to say that. Okay, so I started in 1995, and that's when I graduated high school. And, and so you don't have to do this. Well, you don't have to start at high school. I just started at high school. But what, but I do want you to build out your career timeline and you can do this in Canva. You can do this in, um, what do I say on a, on a phone board or a poster board with magazines and a, and a glue gun, right? You can do this over on, what is the other thing? We always have boards. I can't remember Pinterest. You can do it on Pinterest, but I want you to pull pull together your timeline of your career. And and I started at 95 because I graduated high school, but I also started college. And so we often don't talk much about our education. Oh, I'm an engineer. Not everybody can do that. You're a scientist. Not everybody can do that. You have a math degree. We really can't do that, right? So, and then you went and got a master's degree and a PhD. What are those things that you're like, uh, whatever, that you really downplay and you really need to own. And so really build out this timeline. But what you can see, I really want to focus on is 2011. I said fail. I was struggling at work. Absolutely, positively struggling at work. And I own that. I even asked for help. I was like, oh, no, no, you'll get it. And then I found I was going to get help. And then in swoop, what became, who became my sponsor in 2011. And once I had that sponsor, life changed. And he was working stuff on the back end for me. And so I pushed more for black women and brown women to have sponsors more than I do mentors. Because we encounter so many barriers and we have such small margins of error. We need somebody to be advocating for us and protecting us more in the workplace than anybody else. And so I, I like mentors are cute. They're nice, but I need you to have a sponsor. And that is one thing with this power, with organizations saying, saying black lives matter, our black employees matter. We're going to do these ERGs bet. So you're going to build out this plan because some of you need to understand how great and how fantastic you are and how much you've already accomplished in your life. And you don't have to be humble because this is your truth. This is what is. And, and you haven't even looked at it in totality. So I went from 2011 to failing to 2013 to being the GOAT, greatest of all time. And I own that ish, right? I remember I went to the next job in 2014 and got this email saying, and your new role is this, but it won't be an updated in HR. And my boss came up to me, he's like, hey, you see such and said you got a promotion? I said, no, I didn't. I got a pay cut. Cause it didn't say, I said, that's more work. And I literally refused to take that job title. I literally go in and Michelle's the project manager. Like, hi, Michelle. Hey, when I'm the construction engineer. If you're not going to pay me, I'm not doing the work. And guess what? I didn't do the work. Unless it benefited me. <laughs> I literally, you, it was like I set boundaries. I was, I was wearing my micro braids. I was doing what Michelle wanted to do. Because at this point, you felt, I, I understood my power. I understood what I knew, how good I was. And that I literally could take that someplace else. And so I want you to take this and you can make it way deeper than this, right? You can make it way deeper than this. And you could have narratives for every single milestone you lay out. Like, oh my God, this is when X, Y, and Z was on my team. They undermined me. Or this is when... I got to lead the team and I was really able to do A, B, and C. Write those narratives in there because too often we aren't telling those stories either. And those narratives matter so much. So start with a timeline and then go to a narrative. And the milestones aren't necessarily by year. The milestones can be by projects. It can be by um, accomplishments. It can be by hitting certain goals that you have for yourself or that you hit in, or exceeded inside of an organization. 
to tell those stories and lay down those narratives. I need to do that. Yes, I want all of you to do this because some of the questions and comments over the last five days were about not being bragged or I haven't achieved enough, or how do I do X, Y, and Z, or how do I get seen? I became, and I remember, I remember at the greatest all time, like literally how good, how, let me tell you how I solidified I was good. The client rep sent an email to my VP, didn't copy me on it. And the VP became my, my, my um, sponsor. The VP forwarded to my divisional boss, copied me on the, the message and I got a bonus. So some, and I spent the bonus, some of that bonus taking a client out because you could not undo that email that said what it said that made me a goat. I'm just going to say it. If some people have said it to you and you have brushed that up, brushed it off like, oh no, you're cute too. No, they said, I could, you, we could not have done it without you. If you hadn't worked late, we would have missed the deadline. Without you, we would not have been able to do one, two or three. You did not claim your greatness. And because you did not claim the greatness, that accomplishment, you have not understood the power that you already harness from your, your current and previous performance. Okay. And I need you to go back and lay this timeline out and write those narratives so that you understand that the, you already have that power. It is showing up in your performance. And so I'm gonna go past this part. So we looked at my performance. My position was, if you don't pay me, you trying to play me, that's not what I'm going to do. But also with my position, um, in, in the year 2011, 2013, this is when I made it a point when I screwed up stuff, I took accountability on a call. And when I said it was not me, people believed me, but I only could do this. I could only do this because I had a sponsor because I had somebody advocating for me. I had somebody protecting me. And so again, your ask, if you do not have a sponsor is to have to go and ask three people in your organization for sponsor. If you have a sponsor, go ask three more people. Matter of fact, matter of fact, ask, ask for two or three people in your organization, two or three people in your industry to be your sponsors, You're like industry. Yeah. Who, who's the issue in your industry? Everybody else is asking them to mentor them. Like, now nah, I want you to be my sponsor. I want to get over to this position at this company. And they got these little raggedy rules right here that nobody else in that organization has had to meet, but that's what they telling me. I need you to move that out of the way. And you're going to have specific ask for that sponsor because again, your performance and your position and your passion are your power. And you have not own your performance. You have not realized what your position is and it's not a job title in an organization. And you usually know what your passion is, but you may not have focused on it yet. All right. And I see we have one question. Give me, um, one. Okay. How do you ask someone to be your sponsor? Let's see. Hi, Angela. This is Michelle. I hope you're doing well. I would love for us to have a meeting. Um, I have a short discussion, um, a coffee chat. How about Tuesday at 11.30 a.m.? Okay, great, I'll talk to you then. Angela, I love how you've done X, Y, and Z in the company. And I'm looking for a sponsor. From what the company said after, uh, when it comes to Black Lives, they're looking to do one, two, and three within the organization. And I love that. What I'm trying to do in the organization that aligns is X, Y, and Z. I'm having some, I would like some additional support in reaching these goals. And I'm looking for somebody such as you, who's very well known. I wouldn't say well known. I would say who's very knowledgeable and experienced in this area to be my sponsor. And what am I looking for, for a sponsor? 
Number one, we meet once a quarter. Number two, we have milestones where I hit certain things that you want me to have done. And number three, you're open and honest about what I do. But more importantly, I understand that you have the authority to re remove barriers that I consistently come across. For instance, when I tell X, Y, and Z, I want a promotion, they give me all of these extra things to do, and I do all of them. And they consistently come back and tell me the same thing over again, yet I'm always training my manager. I'd love for you to assist me. Does that answer your question? So that's just some of the things you can do. You want to be very specific because the person you look to be your sponsor is at least I would like for it to be at executive VP level. And up. maybe a senior director, but executive VP is really where I would like most of you to start. If you're like, Michelle, I'm at the executive VP level. Um, I would say probably go to maybe somebody on your board of directors in that organization. Um, you can also look at somebody in the C-suite as well. But that is where I would tell you or, or, or recommend, not tell, but recommend you go to literally get, um, to get that sponsor. Let them know what you want. Let them know what you need, meaning the barriers you've encountered, and to help you overcome those. That is what I mean. And 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 so we're going to get into a little bit of that um, as well. So I, I just wanted to, I know you had the question. I'm going to give you, I got the answer because I knew it was coming. So we looked at your timeline. And y'all like, Michelle, but January and December, we talk about goals. I know. And it has been a very, very difficult 2020. Hell, our life just been hard. It was like, oh, y'all just threw in a pandemic with our hard lives. Okay, cool, whatever. Um, but it truly has been a very difficult year for us. And for those of us that were already in the job market in the 2000s when the bubble burst, in 08 with the housing market crash, and now right now, it was like, what is really going on? How much more do I have to take? And so I want you to take a step forward because you already built out this timeline. And now I really want you to really focus and look at what are your goals. And like, what's the definition of a goal? Pretty much just have a finite time um, that you want to reach. A finite time by setting deadlines that you want to reach. And as analytical people, we can go a little bit too hard, a little bit too deep. So but I do want you to say, okay, I'm, I'm not 100% at that deadline. I'm about 30%, 50%, 70%. And just revise and just go back through it and just keep pushing forward to, towards the goal and reset the deadline. Or just realize the hater in your head showed up, showed out, and is stopping you from reaching that goal. And you're like, you know what? I need help dealing with the hater in my head and or I need help um, with moving, a, a really having, creating a strategy to hitting this goal or goals, okay? So just take accountability of that. Sometimes it's not just the barrier. Sometimes you need assistance to move and hit those goals. And what does that assistance look like? So you wanna make sure your goal shows up in a smart format, specific, measurable, assignable, realistic, time-bound. Assignable can be a lot of different, A for in, in smart goal can be a lot of different things. An R can be to, I usually stick with realistic because I'm going to become CEO and you like two years in and you can absolutely still become CEO. You just have to start your own company and you'll be CEO or you have to, but being CEO of Fortune 500 is highly unlikely um, if the company is, is well established. I'll put it to you that way. So just what is that realistic? And again, lastly, time, time bound. Now, I just talked about, okay, you have goals, you need resources, and people are resources. And when I talk about allies or accomplices, an ally is not as forceful, not as pushy, but an ally will use their, their privilege to get you information and to help you along the way. An accomplice will sit down with you, will really eavesdrop sometimes they will go the extra mile because they're in it for you to win it more than an ally a sponsor will remove those barriers for you towards that career goal 
And I'm, I'm specifically talking about career goals. So what are those resources that you need? Your personal brand is a resource. So you're like, Michelle, what do you mean personal brand? So many of you, and it's not like the colors you wear and your signature hairstyle or the perfume, you not that. Your personal brand, meaning what do people say about you when you're not in the room? Oh, we have this new pro project coming on. We need, we need X, Y, and Z to run it because your brand is the person that knows how to lead this right? So your personal brand and you're like, Michelle, I don't know how to create that. Number one, people don't even know the work you do. Number two, they don't know where you want to go in the organization. And number three, they don't know how you've impacted the revenue of the organization. And so when you're looking at building your personal brand, you can be the mechanical engineer who does X, Y, and Z within the organization and help it grow, right? So what is that brand? What do you want to be known for in the organization and or your industry, right? So don't, you, you don't, you don't, I, at the bare minimum in your organization, not your division, not your team, not your group, in your organization. If your organization is a global 250,000 people, you're going to have to build that brand and start in your group, on your team, in your department, in your division, throughout the organization to build that personal brand. But what does that look like right now? Um, resources, you wanna get special assignments and projects to make sure you're compensated for those. Don't just take an interim role or we wanna see how you do. Then don't give it to me. If you're not, if you're not sure, then don't give me. This is, there's no practice. You're gonna give me the title, you wanna give me my pay. That's it. Okay, I know we've had um, somebody who said other people are getting the better projects. Tell them, I want this project. I want this. This is mine. Well, we're still deciding. Like, I know you're still deciding, but I already told you what it is. And you go tell your sponsor, this is what you want, right? You're going to tell your sponsor, I need executive coaching and I need the company to pay for it. Here are the three options for that executive coaching or coaching program, right? And that's part of the training. Um, industry events. You may not be invited to certain industry events, even virtually. You want in on, on the IEEE presidents or C-suite meeting. And you're going to sit at the table. You're going to ask two or three questions. And, and matter of fact, your sponsor who's going to get you there is going to be there and they're going to make sure when you're there, nobody speaks over you. You get what I'm saying? So you're going to go in there with very specific ask for your sponsor. It was, it was funny. I was, I don't know how many of you are on clubhouse, but somebody was over there talking about how in the Obama administration, the women grouped together, like who was, who was going to support the other person's idea in a meeting. In all honesty, we're usually the only woman, right? There is no other woman. So the person that you may, your positioning comes into this, right? Who else will partner with you so that you're heard and you're seen? Sometimes it's an ally, sometimes an accomplice, and it could be, it could be a white, it could be a white man. I, I know one of my former coworkers, he's a, he's a gay white man. And he was, he was telling me a few months ago, we were, we were talking on the gram and he was like, Michelle, I'm so tired. He was like, we're about the same age, he, but he's been in industry, I think a little bit longer than me, probably close to 30 years. No, let me take that back. Let me, cause he'd be real mad. Let's just say 25. <laughs> and he goes, I'm always the gay guy. And there's always one black woman. He said, no matter what team I'm on. And he was like, it's 2020. He said, it still has not changed. He's like, I can get married now. He's like, but that's it. He's like, we're still, and he said, and we're still not in management roles. He was like, when does it change? And so I really want you to think about positioning and who are your accomplices in the, in, in the workplace? Because when we say white men, they're heterosexual 99.9% .9 of the time. So who can help you in that positioning in that room so your voice is heard? So think about that. Money. 
be on your Cardi B and ask them for money, period. That is raises, that's promotions, that's attend events, that is get certifications, go ask them. Well, you know, 2020 has been difficult. Yeah, I see Chet and Brad and Chad. Oh, well, they were on a plan. I said, I'm on a plan too. This is my plan, my 2021 plan. Because you know what they say, hashtag BLM. Utilize that, leverage that. When you are presenting an idea, you should go into the room knowing you already knowing you have support because you already did that work. Yes, exactly. And that's one other thing. If when you have a sponsor and, and you can do this with a mentor, I would do it with a sponsor because that sponsor is going to be the one talking about you, advocating for you behind the door. I would do a dry run on that presentation with the sponsor. So they have points before you do the presentation and they're in a pre-meeting to the, to the meeting, right? To say, oh no, no, it's quite clear that Kelly has what it takes. She's going to definitely focus on productivity and the revenue, not only here in the Americas, but actually over in Europe and Asia. How does your sponsor know this? Because they already looked at your presentation, already gave you feedback, told you what information to put in, and they're already advocating for you. So use that sponsor even then. Use that sponsor, hey, um, there's some round tables that go on behind closed doors. I, I want to take that one of those opportunities to talk for 10 minutes about sustainability within the organization when it comes to painting of such and such events because it can grow the company within all across all divisions by $1.2 billion in an eight to 12 month period. How did you calculate that? You go through the calculation. That does make, that looks good. Definitely. Let's talk about that and I'll get you in a round. So you, a mentor may not be able to do this. A mentor can give you advice and steps that sponsor can get you in that damn room. They can get you in a meeting. They can get you that money. I literally was talking to another engineer. She might be on here tonight and she was, had asked, asked her manager about funding her for her PMP. And I was like, and he told her they didn't have the money for it. I said, okay, cool. I said, you know, anybody in HR? She was like, well, no, the person I know left that she had a good relationship with. I said, you still have, you know how to contact the person that left in HR. She says, yes. I said, contact that person in HR and ask them who in HR you should go to because you need the company to pay for your certification training and the test. She comes back to me like, yeah, I did what you said and they sent me the person to HR and the company gonna pay for it. There's more than one decision maker in an organization. You have to make sure you know who that person is. You have to make sure that person understands your personal brand, your position in the organization, and you're letting them know what you need. Again, fight the hater in your head. Understand it still is a boys club, but you still have power and you can leverage that power. Utilize your voice. All right. Your voice. Yes. Using your voice. Yes or no. In the chat, do I want to do this? I, I'm not going to do it. Okay. I want you to use your voice. That can be via email. That can be in meetings. That can be on one-on-one conversations. Using your voice to discuss where you want to go in an organization in your career, in the industry. Why? Too often we're doing the job, but we're not driving where we want to go in our careers. And so once you have that sponsor or sponsors on board, you're using your voice to share with them your why, why you want to go there, how you plan on getting there and what you need to get there. And so when you're meeting with your people, with these people, you want to know your why, your how, and the what. And, and I know the question was asked, well, how do I get a sponsor and what do I say to a sponsor? You want to frame it in these ways. Why do you want them as a sponsor? How 
can they help you get to the goal or goals you have within the organization for your career or even in the industry? Because they truly could be well known in the industry, right? And what specifically you need from them. And let me tell y'all something. You're going to ask for small shit. Don't. Well, I was thinking another two days. And I, and he was like, two days? I was, well, no, I would like to spend two years with my family and husband over in the UK post, -pan, post the pandemic, where I'll be working in our Italy plant, working on the Lamborghini. I would, I'd also need you to find a job for my husband, who's also an engineer, and a company to cover our relocation costs while we're there and provide two trips home for my, my, my spouse and I and our two kids. How many of you have dreamt about doing an international assignment and nobody even knows but you that you have that dream, that hope and that aspiration? You want to be very, very specific about what you want. No him and no Han. And do not ask for small shit. Because you are in here to leverage your power. You already have performed. They already see this. What's in it for the sponsors? Guess what, Angela? You said Black Lives Matter. Prove it. But what's in it for the sponsor, really? You already have your performance. You've already proven that you are worthy of them sponsoring you, right? They have another strong player on their team performing well in that organization that they're willing to put their brand behind. And at the end of the day, when they need something from you, they will come. Sometimes it's... Sometimes women are often the go-giver. There's a book called The Go-Giver. How you all, you give, 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 give before you ask. Let that, guess what? He need, that, that sponsor needs to be given to you, right? Because they've gotten all of this other stuff from you. They haven't compensated many of you appropriately. This is your ask because the organization has already gotten all of this out of you. And if they ask you, like, I've done X, Y, and Z, I'm doing director-level work, and I'm an engineer for. Right? If you want to be have something more specific, what's in the sponsor? Right now, I started with Black Lives Matter because that's what the organization said they were behind, and that's what they were going to do. Leverage that. To me right now, I wouldn't worry about what's in it for the sponsors because the sponsors in the organization, the leadership in that organization said they were about you. Let them figure out that in 2022, what, why, why I, I was trying to figure out what was, what was in it for me as a sponsor, Black Lives Matter. And if they forget, send them the eight minute recording. I couldn't look at it. I just, you know what's in it for you? Send them the eight, every time they ask you, send them that eight minute video. Yeah, you have given, it's time to receive in abundance, exactly. And so you really, and that sponsor is, again, there for your protection as well. So you can fail. Because I can tell you some petty people. Okay, now, a little on career strategy. Um, I have no idea where we are on time. I'm way late. So we're going to run through this. So you're going to have a career strategy um, and um, a career strategy is any behavior, activity, or experience designed to help a person meet career goals. A career strategy represents a conscious choice by an individual as to the type of investment she or he or they are willing to make in attempting to reach career objectives. So there's going to be some give and take. There's going to be some sacrifice. There is no work-life balance. There's work-life sacrifice. What are you willing to give up in order to get X, Y, and Z in your career? Your strategy, your career strategy, ask, ask, these are some questions to ask yourself. This is, I think, are some of the more pertinent questions. Whose help do you need to reach your career goals? What kind of help do you need? When should the help be provided? Sometimes you don't need the help right now. You're building out that plan, that strategy. You know, in Q2 of 2022, you want to be looking for housing in Italy. 
because you're going to, when the kids finish school in, in June, y'all going to be on a plane in July and have them ready for school in August or whenever they go to school in your, in Italy. Okay. Um, how should the help be provided? Is it written? Is it verbal? Is it financial? Right? What does that help look like? Um, and so these are some things to really ask, especially when it comes back to your sponsor, when it comes to your career strategy and what you really need. Then you're going to execute it. Um, your next steps, the accountability. You're going to have some levels of accountability and so is your sponsor. All right. Um, your level of accountability and your organization's level of accountability. Let the sponsor to a little bit further down. Safety. How safe do you feel in asking for this? Not at all or somewhat at, at all. And if you have questions, go ahead and drop the questions in the chat. Where, where do you need to focus on right now? And where do you want to go? Who do you need to help you? And how do you need them to help you? Be very, very specific. And we'll get into questions now. This one ran a, a bit longer than I anticipated. I hope that was helpful. Um, we got, can your manager be your sponsor? Yes, your, your manager can absolutely be your sponsor. Your manager needs to be that one person who can remove those barriers for you. They have to be. But right now, um, I would say a lot of people are asking, a lot of organizations are saying, hey, we're in, we're doing X, Y, and Z for our black and brown employees. Call them on it. What if you feel too overwhelmed to even have time to plan out your career? That's fine. Your career plan does not have to be like 20 years out. What do you need in the next, what do you need in 2021 for the next 10 months? Literally, what do you need? How much vacation time do you need? How much time do you need out of the office? Do you need time during the day to homeschool and you need a company to split out your day? Where you're going to start at six in the morning, go six to eight, get the kids in school from eight till 11 and you're back online from, from like one to five or you're not back online until five to nine, right? So if it's really overwhelming, what do you need right now from your employer and go ask them for it? So it does not have to be long and drawn out. I took that out. This was, it was already long. I thought this was going to be really short. But be very, look at your immediate need or short-term needs, which is 12 months, up to 12 months. Everything after that is immediate up until your five-year, and after five-year, I call it long-term. Okay? I hope that helped. Any, any more questions? So really, really leverage your performance, right? You've already proven this in your industry. Even if it's a new employer, they would not have hired you if you could not do the job. And that is part of your power. You have to use your voice to let them know and start building those relationships or leveraging more relationships. How can we utilize your services? Shoot me an email. I didn't share that part. Um, here, I'll put my email address in the chat. Um, you can shoot me an email at Michelle Hayward at positivehire.co. If I don't think you're a good fit, um, meaning you need somebody that helps you with conflict resolution. I have somebody for that. If you need somebody, you're, you're more on the C-suite, I have somebody for that. So it depends on what your needs are and where you are. Um, and if I'm not able to help you, I have I have other black and brown women coaches, executive coaches that can definitely step in assist and assist. So um, risk management on projects, it really depends what your needs are. All right, so Michelle with one L, dot hayward at positivehire.co any other questions um one last thing is if you want to get the replays tonight is the last night they are 67 dollars. it goes up to 127 dollars at midnight so you get access to them for um 12 months and they're yours um go through and leverage that what if you're being recognized how do you harness that Ooh, I love that. I love that you're being recognized. Okay, what do you want? Number one, identify what do you want. And again, who can help you get what you want? And go ask them. But have a very clear, succinct ask. Don't be very 
verbose. Most times, as analytical people, we are very straight to the point. So if you're being recognized, number one, especially in an organization, external organization, I would add it into your signature line. And I would hyperlink or have the link to your award or where the newsletter internally to the organization where they can find out more information about how you're being, you've been recognized, right? And, and then ask, have a very, very clear ask and decide who is that person to help you with that. That's, that's how I would do it. Um, the other way you could do it too is go to somebody else who, who you already have a relationship with. Like, I'd like for you to do an introduction to me. I'm going to send you the introduction to make, right? And the introduction goes, hey, Bob, I want to introduce you to Trisha. Trisha has been named Black Engineer of the Year. Um, you can read more here at the link. She is currently um, looking for an opportunity in the nanotechnology division, leading as a, as a senior engineering manager or director of engineering um, dealing with AI in nanotech something like that. So you literally write up the introduction for them and put in that recognition. Have somebody else do the introduction. Like, I, you know, I'm going to save you time, Bob. I'm going to write the intro for you. You can add anything you want to, but make it like three to five sentences. Like, I hope you and the kids are doing well. I want to introduce you to, she, she does X, Y, and Z and is interested in one, two, three. I told her you were the person to come talk to. Have a very, very succinct ask. Any other questions? All right. We are, I can't, these go very fast and very slow at the same time. So we will be back um, in March. We will be back with our webinar series. Um, we take a break in June, July, somewhere in there. We take one month off. But we have some great things. How long are replays free? The replays are free until tomorrow. So usually the replays are only free for 24 hours. This is the only one that's only free for 24 hours. We made the, um, we made like from Sunday till Saturday, Sunday till today free until Saturday because of Texas. We are in Louisiana, all the states hit by such horrendous weather in the South. Cause I know we'd be the same way if that was South Carolina. And um, so we made it there tomorrow at midnight Eastern, yeah, 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. You can be in the video, but you can't be pressing the video because we're like, eh, eh. But yeah, they, they are free until then. So that's like nine hours of content to watch. So y'all can do nine hours in one day. So if you're looking for something very specific, they are all up except for this one. This one won't be up until about 11 um, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Ooh, and this year we have some other things coming. We're going to release our job board and we will have a membership site coming out later, um, a paid membership um, as well. So we'll be sending that stuff out because there is, so that you have consistent support with your career throughout the year. So that way um, it makes sense. So we're, we're going to make these things happen in 2021. So it was 20, 2020 was something else. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Yes, that sounds great. I know. I want to tell you, I'm a, hopefully I can sleep tonight. <laughs> all right, everybody have a great weekend. Oh, I forgot one other thing. Do y'all want to do a meet and greet tomorrow? Hold on. Don't go yet. We're doing a meet and greet. We're going to do it's zoom meetings and you can come in and interact and engage with other women, um, here. Um, and we'll do either in rooms, meeting rooms of two to three people. It is at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I just keep the same time zone. 7 p.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time Zone is free. Um, we'll do it for about an hour, depending on how many people show up. Then we'll do about 10 to 15 minute intervals. So if you can be there at the beginning at seven, that helps a lot. If you run a little bit late, it depends if somebody else shows up. But then we, then I can pair you off and try to randomly do that throughout this. I am glad it has been amazing for you.
the the gist of this is not to make you feel good. The gist of this is to make you feel good and give you actionable steps and win beneath your wings to really push you forward in in your career. So that's why we consistently do these once a year. We did it twice last year because it was 2020. Okay? All right, ladies, that is it. I will see you tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Bye, everybody.